Boyle, Drew O'Connor, and Dominic Simone would appear at the surface level to have absolutely nothing in common. And yet they have formed quite the fourth line here of late. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins took care of business by taking down the Canadians 5-2 last night at PPG Paints Arena. I was there to cover it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Not a thing that occurred on that rink could possibly have been seen as surprising other than maybe Evan Rodriguez becoming Brett Hull. But I digress. What was that shot? No, seriously, where did that come from? He's taken a bunch of them this season. Oh, but really, really, really. The fourth line of Boyle, O'Connor, and Simone was put together out of nothing other than need. And to prove that, I only need to point out that at yesterday's optional morning skate, Evgeny Malkin was skating around with Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. That's a pretty good line if those guys are healthy, and you'd better believe all three of them would be playing in some form. And you can also believe that Boyle would slash could go back to being a healthy scratch. Simone would face the same fate, and O'Connor could go right back to Wilkesbury to make sure that he doesn't just sit around in a press box and not continue developing. However, when you give players an opportunity and they seize it, it behooves everyone to keep an open mind about where things go from there. I asked Mike Sullivan, who obviously was the one who put the line together, after this game, what he saw in these guys who, again, are really pretty different. Um, well, I think, they're, I think they're all pretty good players in their own right. They just bring a little something different to the table. You know, Brian, Brian is, a, I think, a, a veteran presence. Uh, he really knows how to play the game. He's a cerebral player, he's good positionally, and he's got a long reach and a long wingspan, and he's hard to play against uh, given his size and his stature. I think uh, Drew O'Connor brings a ton of speed and, and power to that line. He's, uh, you know, he's in on pucks uh, in the offensive zone, and he has a little bit of finish to his game. He can really shoot the puck, and I think Dominic's a guy that um, that is, is pretty hard on pucks as well, that has some playmaking ability. So. And they're all fairly reliable um, defensively. And, and so where we're able to utilize them in different situations, it gives me the opportunity to try to utilize the bench uh, a little bit so that we can manage workloads. And, uh, and so I, I think that's going to be an important aspect of, of our, our ability to sustain performance uh, moving forward is just our ability to utilize the bench. And I think those guys give us that opportunity. That's pretty encouraging, you know. Uh, when you hear the the coach acknowledge what the value is, not just of the 
production that the fourth line brings, but seeing it purely from a coach's perspective, that it allows him and his staff to do different things in terms of how they manage other forwards' ice time and other forwards' responsibilities. That's a pretty big deal in an 82-game season, and it's an enormous deal when you're missing the kind of players the Penguins continue to be missing. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I'm not going to lose my mind here and suggest that there's no way any of these three should come out of the lineup and they need to keep the fourth line together forever. That wouldn't make any sense. If you think about who your third line is, if you think about Teddy Bluger being between Brock McGinn and Zach Aston recent, those guys have been really good, including together. You know, now you're looking at what, the second line? You could affect those guys. Were you going to throw Jason Zucker out of the lineup because everybody's mad at him because he can't score goals or because he's being overpaid to not score goals? You know, that sounds good. It might even feel cathartic in a way, certainly from a fan's perspective. But is it the right move? No. Kasperi Kapanen, we saw him score. Oof, what would you call that? Was that a lacrosse goal? A you know, a baseball bunt, whatever it was, it was pretty skillful. You know, that shortening up his hands on the on the stick shaft like that and then popping it over Jake Allen, that's good stuff. That's, that's what talented players do, and he is that, and he is going to be with Geno when Geno comes back. That's close to preordained from everything I've heard from the inside. So what do you do with these guys? Well... You ride them, you let them know that they're valuable, you utilize them when they're needed, you recognize that Boyle in his mid-30s, you wouldn't want him logging 82 games anyway. And O'Connor, being as young as he is, you'd want him to make sure that he's still scoring goals and getting power play time and so forth in the AHL. So there's a way to wriggle out of the situation but I, I still feel like it's worth just having some pause whenever a line clicks like this and understanding that this is one of those situations that you, not just as a, a head coach or a coaching staff want, but you as a management team, Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, you want that situation. You want to know that you have that depth, you want to feel comfortable that you have that depth. Because the other thing that's going to end up coming up is the possibility of trades down the road. Most likely the trades would be born of need as opposed to want. But even then, if you feel good about your, I guess we could call it a fifth line, 
you feel good enough about that group and you know that they have that history, however brief, of having played together and having tasted success like what they've done through this five-game winning streak, that allows you to move someone or something from a position of strength and confidence. And confidence. Because the other benefit that comes with having, I'll call it that now, a fifth line. We'll call them the fifth line. It's not an insult. It's just it's the way the depth chart flows. If you have that, then you believe all the more that this team has a decent, healthy playoff run in it. Because that's also part of what's needed. But good for them, good for all concerned, good especially for Boyle. What a wicked shot that was to beat Allen over the shoulder. I'm talking about uh, Rodriguez's shot earlier, but... That was a, a, a slap shot. This was just Boyle putting his entire weight, his entire bulk into a wrister. Old school, man. It was beautiful. When we come back, just one question. Just one question that's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com/dk. FuboTV.com/dk. And today's J1Q comes from my man Tandy, who says, Everyone talks about extending Malkin, Latang, Rust. At what point do we need to start talking about extending Evan Rodriguez? Yeah, that's a that's a fair thing to bring up. Rodriguez, of course, is here on a one-year deal, which at the time seemed like a big, fat, nothing burger, if you'll recall, when it was signed. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, whatever. But they could have had the same reaction to Danton Heinen. And Heinen's also signed to a one-year deal. Both of these guys are in the process of kind of pricing themselves out of here when you consider how close the Penguins always are to the salary cap and the fact that the cap isn't moving. Cap's not going to budge. Not for a while. So do you bring these things up mid-season? Do you talk to agents? Do you show some patience? My feeling as to what will happen is that Hextall and Burke will wait it out, see how everything unfolds, and in watching how both of them are performing. Sorry to, I mean, I didn't mean to throw Heinen on top of your question here, but they're really in a similar bracket here between Rodriguez and Heinen. If you like what you're seeing, then why would you alter the script? 
by approaching one or the other with a money matter. If even in the deepest recesses of their subconscious, they're performing this way in part because they really want to prove something and make some serious money in this league, you don't really want to take that away. Are you running the risk that one or both could keep running up crazy, unprecedented numbers? I mean, in in Rodriguez's case, he's on a pace for 62 points. Dude's never had more than more than 31. He's doubling what he's done for the rest of his life. Here, by the way, was a little of what Rodriguez had to say last night when he was asked, plain and simple, you know, where's all this coming from? Where did that shot come from? Where Where's all this production coming from? Confidence. I've said it time and time again. It's just opportunity and confidence, I think. I got off to, to a pretty good start early in the year. I got a lot of opportunity to play, and um, playing center gave me a lot of puck touches, and I think the more plays you make, the more confident you get, and I'm just trusting my ability, and, um, you know, I'm just day in and day out trying to continue to get better and continue to produce and help this team win. This is a good hockey player. The Penguins got themselves a good hockey player, two of them, two of them. I can throw Brock McGinn into that, too. They got themselves some really smart, uh, affordable players who have really taken steps up. That's a big, big separator for this team right now when you look at uh, not just the five-game winning streak, but also the fact that the Penguins are 10-2-1 since the third week of November, and that's matching the best record in the league in that span. Uh, a lot of that's coming from these guys. But you got to be really careful about jumping the gun with extensions or all of a sudden decisions that were really smart can be made to become really stupid in a heartbeat. So I, I, I've said what I think will happen. What I think should happen is pretty much the same. Uh, let's see them continue to prove who they are, whether or not they've broken out, whether or not uh, this is some other level for them, or whether they've just run into some kind of hot start and maybe benefited from all the Penguins' stars that have been missing and so forth. Again, all to their credit, but all of which really needs to be weighed when you're putting forth any kind of significant extension. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow.